Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and this is a classic episode from our erstwhile host, Christian Sager. It concerns the murky mysteries of prehistoric animals and the even murkier motivations of some of the people who have hunted their fossils. Hey, Brain Stuff, it's Christian Sager. So our question for the day is, did the Brontosaurus exist? And the short answer? Yeah, it sure did. But like so many answers, this one spawns a lot more questions. Is that really its correct name? How is it related to the Apatosaurus? Wasn't it given the wrong skull? And if it did exist, was it delicious? Let's back up. We're going to go to 1877. The confusion over the Brontosaurus stems partially from confusion in biological taxonomy, but also from a bitter rivalry of paleontologists. That's right, a rivalry between friends turned enemies whose battle for fame and power destroyed them both. Meet Othniel Charles Marsh and Edward Drinker Cope. You ever think about giving your kid a middle name like Drinker? They became good enough friends while studying natural history together that, in the 1860s, they even named newly discovered fossils after each other. But Marsh was ambitious, like Slytherin ambitious. When Cope showed him around a fossil quarry in camaraderie, Marsh struck a deal with the quarry owner behind Cope's back. All the fossils found there and the profits attached to them went straight to Marsh, and it sparked what history calls the Bone Wars. This was a fiery race to find and publish papers about new ancient creatures. One of these creatures was the Apatosaurus ajax, a huge plant eater with a long neck and tail that Marsh discovered in 1877. The skeleton was incomplete, But Marsh wanted the credit for finding it, so he slapped on the head of another dinosaur found nearby, a Camarasaurus, in his published reconstruction. Then, in 1885, Marsh's fossil collectors sent him a set of bones belonging to a larger, long-necked, long-tailed herbivore, a more complete set. Marsh decided it was a different animal and published his discovery of the Brontosaurus excelsus. His illustration of its skeleton was the first dinosaur sketch to receive wide lay circulation, and it caught the public's imagination. His haste was understandable. Cope was battling Marsh's superior connections by practicing what's been called taxonomic carpet bombing. He would publish 1,400 articles in his 56 years. The two former buddies slandered and sabotaged each other into financial and reputational ruin. Our friends over at Stuff You Missed in History Class actually did a whole podcast two-parter in it if you want a deeper dive. But back to the Brontosaurus. Shortly after Cope and Marsh's deaths, a paleontologist studying Marsh's work noticed that the Apatosaurus and the Brontosaurus skeletons were really similar. So similar that the scientific community deemed the Brontosaurus excelsus an adult specimen of the Apatosaurus genus. So, in 1903, Brontosaurus lost its official status. But museums, it seems, didn't get the memo. Starting in 1905, the sauropods started seeing display around the world labeled Brontosaurus excelsus, sometimes with a Camarasaurus head. It wasn't until the 1990s that these pervasive mistakes were corrected at large. But the story 
doesn't end there. In April of 2015, a group led by paleontologist Emmanuel Chop published a study analyzing 81 sauropod specimens, including precise measurements of 477 different physical features. According to their findings, they reported not only that Marsh's Brontosaurus excelsus skeleton had enough differences to be considered its own species, but that there should be two additional specimens in the Brontosaurus genus. For now, the Brontosaurus isn't back for sure. It's up to the scientific community to come to a consensus on whether Brontosaurus and Apatosaurus deserve their own separate genera. But the Thunder Lizard certainly wasn't a fake. Marsh was just kind of a jerk. Oh, I love this one. Uh, today's episode was written by me and produced by Tyler Klang. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other topics you can dig, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. Plus, for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.